When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. Hello. Hello. Here we are. It's as if we haven't moved for the past two months. It does look exactly the same. We are in exactly in our little tents, aren't we? Or you're in your cupboard. I'm in my tent again. Yeah. Yes. Well, we have actually, you know, it is. It has been actually two months since we've last recorded one of these. So I'm very excited. Hooray! We can still (laughs) talk about a pandemic, Lucy. I know, what I hell? know, and can't we? And isn't that a lovely idea? I know. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking because you know, I mean, it's it's lovely to see you again. It's lovely to be doing this. But I, mm. I did think that when we started doing mm. this, mm-hmm. I could not have imagined that you and I would be doing this still in September. We're like we're like the Rolling Stones. We just keep coming back for one more tour. <laughs> you can't keep us down. <laughs> going to listen to all the old hits now we're going to play I love that. we're going to play the old I love that. Hits, you which... know, stress and anxiety come on everybody autumn which we are in now at the end of 2020 coming up to was definitely a point at which I thought we're definitely going to be done with this by then um oh, yeah and actually I think whether through luck or chance however this has happened we've actually kind of chosen the right time to start talking about um to do the second series do the second run out of um pandemic themed mental health because it has come roaring back but we've all had in the meantime a little bit of a holiday haven't we yes yes I mean even if you didn't have a holiday holiday like bags packed passport in hand holiday Mm. there has been a feeling hasn't there of just getting a bit of a covid break yeah yeah, we've we've all had a break from the pandemic, even though it hasn't obviously fully gone away. It never no. fully disappeared. But, you know, if you like to look at a graph or a chart, as obviously we do, and you look at sort of July, you're going, oh, look at that. It's so low. Um, yeah. And, you know, things obviously started opening up and, and whether we 
whether you kind of engaged in that and all went out for dinner and haircuts and everything that we were doing and mm. um or not um there were certainly opportunities to do stuff and I was very lucky I sneaked in a, a holiday a last minute holiday to France no, well um done. with my family thank you thank you I'm I'm very <laughs> pleased with myself <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> with that no it, it did it, it was one of those where uh I did feel hugely grateful yeah. And I think that's one nice thing that did come out of the horror of everyone having gone through this is if you did manage to get away, I think pretty much everyone would have felt their appreciation by a factor of about 10 for being able to get away from your home, go somewhere different, relax, whatever that was. Yeah. It just felt extra, extra amazing. And I don't I don't take that lightly. I think I think flipping heck, I was fortunate to have got that in. Yeah, no, it, it it did it did feel amazing. I mean, I I I left London. I went to a couple of places just by stayed in stayed in the UK, and it felt it felt extraordinary to be away. Uh, you know, it was it actually yeah. took me twenty four hours Surreal. to point to to adjust. Yeah, yeah, I was really kind of I couldn't quite get my head around what I was seeing. <laughs> I wasn't seeing my immediate <laughs> neighbourhood. It was so unfamiliar and strange. I almost had culture shock. It was quite a big one yeah but good Lovely. there was that thing I think you're right there was that thing of like we were all so used we all, we all became so um uh just absolutely 100% in our zones where all we saw was the same outlines every day mm. so we saw the same outlines of our homes mm. maybe our local area maybe our local supermarket mm. and those of our family or you know whoever we were kind of in close contact with and that was it mm. and there was something quite like you said, it, it kind of discombobulating about going out into somewhere else where there's a different landscape and there's different people. And it does take, it took me a while, took you a while, and other people I chatted to said it was just freaky. Yeah, it was. In almost like we all became so institutionalised, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it was, it had, um, I sort of, it, for me anyway, it provides a real insight into kind of a, a glimmering, I would say, of agoraphobia. Just that moment where oh, it all feels yeah. so weird and so unfamiliar and a bit possibly scary. a little threatening and a little scary and you don't quite know what you're doing and you don't quite know how to do it because all the rules of engagement have changed. And it was that I had a moment I felt there was a moment where I felt quite I sort of caught myself uh, reminding myself to breathe because I got a bit tense. I'd got a bit clenched and a little bit angry, mm. and it was fine and it passed, but it was just a really interesting thing to note. And then it did feel like, you know, good old eat out to help out, which already now feels like, you know, it's getting a kicking for perhaps being responsible <laughs> for this second wave that's about to overwhelm the country. Oh but, God. you know, I did enjoy my cheap meals. <laughs> yeah enjoyed responsibly may I add they were very tasty I'm sure that I'm sure it was all lovely but it it it, it that was very confusing I found that all very confusing uh I found the I eat out to help out thing confusing yeah I did that was great I mean but it's just that thing of let's cram everyone in Monday to Wednesday it's tricky yeah. isn't it isn't it how yeah. do you where do you line how do you get the economy going and and yeah stop everyone becoming an agoraphobic well yeah and I think one of the things actually that's very interesting about the you know the conversations that are being had about that line is that you know when people talk about getting the economy going I think I think it depends what you hear when you hear the word economy but you know 
for some people, it's just sort of numbers on the balance sheet, which are, of course, you know, very important. But I think what I tend to think about when the economy is sort of is the economy on on a very very big scale. Like you need an economy for everyone to be okay. Mm. And so when people talk about getting the economy moving or or maintaining it or stopping it kind of collapsing, uh, I'm thinking and the rest of us too. Like it's not we don't exist separate from the economy. You know, we really don't. Mm. Jobs do not. Health economy, does then. not exist separately from it. We are the economy. We really are. But also, our mental health, our mental well-being, does not exist separately from a from a from a, an, an economy that's functioning. So it's, yeah, a, it's a big true. thing. Yeah. It's a big thing and a really, really big question, and you know, not not one I can begin to answer. But yeah. no, that's another podcast, Luce. <laughs> that, that's that's our spin-off series. Oh my god, might... I'm so not qualified for that. <laughs> no, we're not. But hey, let's just start give it a go. Like, give it a go. Doesn't stop a lot of people, Becky. <laughs> Yeah, come on, social media is a what? Let's get in there. Um, okay, so we, we've all had this nice little kind of semi-break where we all got to forget about it for five minutes at a time. Um, um, it's kind of, we've kind of rowed back a little bit now, haven't we? And oh, yeah. so, Lucy, tell me what we're going to do now, because obviously how are we going to kind of explore what's going on now in comparison to how we covered everything in the first run out? Well, I think the big difference, isn't it, is that we're in another transition. So we've gone from that wonderfully naive position of um, well, there's no way you and I are going to be doing this in September to, oh, ha, my ha. God, here we are. Ha, 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 ha. So we've gone from basically, you know, an emergency and the, the, the coping strategies we need to apply in an emergency, which are very real and very significant, to this moment momentary pause where it felt like we all sort of came up for air and could breathe again and now I think what we really we need to be thinking about and looking at are longer term coping strategies so we we know things are not going to go back to whatever constitutes normal that you know we are going to be living with the the specter of COVID-19 over our heads for a very long time that it's going to impact enormous areas of our lives maybe every area of our lives right so so what do we do with that how do we cope with that because that's a Mm. really hard thing to keep going in a sane way in a grounded way in a way that isn't overly taxing and I think that there's a lot to be learned in all of this as well from each other absolutely I want to know how other people Yes, and that is actually something we're going to um, introduce, isn't it? So what we're hoping with this series is to get some really interesting people on as guests um, uh, every now and then, hopefully fairly regularly, and who've got kind of, you know, everyone's pandemic has been unique. And that's what we said right from the beginning, wasn't it? You know, Mm. we're all in the same storm but not in the same boat or we're in the different storms on the same but who knows same I can't storm, remember my- same storm different boats I think it was <laughs> I haven't I haven't you know revised my metaphors for a few months I'm gonna have to start practicing my covid metaphors um, up. Yep. yeah sharpen them up so um but you know we've all gone through it uniquely but it would be really interesting to explore people perhaps in different um, job sectors yeah. or different life, particular life experiences and basically find out how it's been for them. So that's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is, I actually think that we're kind of at a point now where, 
you know, we've we've done we've done a fair amount of short term coping, each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, same storm, different boats. We'll all have been doing it differently. But I I suspect now that we may have the headspace and the capacity to kind of really help each other out with this stuff. So I think that you know everybody's experience will have been different, and they will have coped in a different way. And actually, there may be something that we can all learn from each other, and and that may be a really mm. important thing as we head into winter is that we are able to listen to each other and learn from each other and stay connected but stay connected in that way not just in a clapping for the NHS all in it together has anybody got any flower this week kind of way I think I think that's gonna I don't I think if anyone tries to start a clap now I think there might be a lynching kind of mob going on I think I think the days of clapping on your doorstep yeah. Oh, long gone. I think it's been <laughs> Again. replaced with howls of rage. I think if you yes. said, go to your doorstep and howl with fury, I think we'd get a lot of buy-in. But I'm yeah, sure. we'll start that hashtag. Let's start that one. I'm going to go and scream on my front door at sheer rage and frustration at the state yeah. of things. Yeah, but yeah. I, do, I do. I think there's something about, you know, thinking about connection which is still mm. really important because we mm. still aren't able to move freely and connect freely and connect no. unselfconsciously. Yeah. It's all still very stilted and very thought through and very, you know, really considered and difficult and and fraught with potential danger. So, you know, the business of thinking about how we connect and what we connect with, and I, I, I think that perhaps, you know, the ways that we have found of digging deep and coping and what's helped each and every one of us is a really important connection. I think it's really mutually, mutually beneficial. I think it can make a huge Definitely. difference. So I'm, I'm really, really, really keen to hear how people have been coping, how they are coping, what they're doing, what helps, what, what, what hasn't worked. You know, did yep. you try something that was just made you feel so much worse or you couldn't keep up? I, you know, I think it's a really interesting thing to explore. I think you're right. And I think the le- the learning from each other um, bit is going to be massively mm. helpful, massively mm. valuable, um, especially you mentioned the connection issue. Right. And mm. I think that's really interesting because we're not on the lockdown we were on during April, May, March, April, May, mm. June, part of June. We, you know, many of us will be out and about quite a lot now. Mm. But the one thing that is starting to be taken away or has already been taken away is our ability to connect freely. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we're all social distancing. Yeah. You know, I'm not fully sure that that's being adhered to anymore on on a kind of national scale. Certainly not everywhere I go. But the whole thing of like, you know, the the new rule of six, um, something else uh, then they might we uh, if you go on local lockdown isn't it that you can't have any other households mix isn't that right yeah yeah I think yeah. So, yeah yeah so and that that hasn't happened where we live yet but it, it can quite frankly it may very well happen soon it's happening huge amounts of the UK so yeah that that kind of thing of feeling fractured and and separate from each other that's that's coming back that is back right and that's going to be harder than ever to deal with as we head into autumn like you say what saved us over the first run the first you know the first series of the pandemic season one (laughs) was the fact that we were all able pretty much to kind of stand outside and at a great distance and and shout at each other for a while and not develop you know hypothermia yes and not get rained on 
not get rained on not get snowed on yeah and the evenings didn't you know the day didn't finish at 4 p.m yeah and you know I'm not looking forward to that Lucy oh no I know I think the weather was a real savior and I remember at the beginning I remember in March going well thank goodness this isn't happening in November oh oh, oh. Oh, how lucky we are thank goodness because you know all the fun around the around winter and all the stuff that happens around Christmas and the short days and you know Mm. oh I don't want this to happen freezing and you know and it's so it can get so grim and gloomy oh my goodness I'm so glad this is happening in spring and summer well (sighs) okay right so that this requires a big rethink Mm, it does it really really does and that's what we're gonna you know in a world-class way Becky we were gonna deploy all our world-class everything and sort this out so no it's world beating Lucy oh sorry world beating have we beaten the world with this? Yet? Yes, we have. Have we? we? Have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've read that somewhere. <laughs> it's really exciting. I'm so proud. Yeah, isn't it marvellous? I know. Got a medal. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Each and every one of us deserves a medal for getting this far, I think. But, um, but yeah, it is, it's going to be a very, very, very different thing here. Yeah, for with sure. The, with the winter closing in, it's going to feel very different. And the, the connections are going to become increasingly important and increasingly hard to maintain. So, you know, it's really, really, we have, you know, something we really have to think about. So we're going to, we're going to obviously like, you know, try and draw all this out from other smart, interesting people who yeah. can give us their unique insights. Um and as we're kind of doing this internal transition into the long termism, and I think that's the really key depressing <laughs> phrase yeah. is that this is this is we're in this for the long run. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I want to ask you then, um, what, if anything, do you feel you can take from your experience of of podcast for podcast pandemic V1? Yeah. Okay. And you can take it into, you know, yeah. the return of the pandemic, oh whatever we're going to call it. I'm going to come up with a good, a good Star Wars space name. We need, we need episodes. We need like series titles for this now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What am I going to take? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what are you going to, how are you going to cope? Okay. Well, I mean, one of the things that I found really, really helpful, which is going to become less possible was evening walks. And that's going to get harder yes. now because, well, it's fine still now, but, you know, give it give it a few weeks and you know the nights start drawing in so that's I'm gonna have to think about what I replace that with if I replace it with anything at all if I'm able to but so that's a thing that I think I may have to let go of or adapt or change or rethink so that's that that's that's an adjustment for me um but the thing that I'm gonna hold on to and keep that I found helpful you know at the first time around uh series one uh and i'm gonna you know keep it going in series two is this idea that worst case scenarios almost never happen and i think the thing about uncertainty that it's so hard to sit with and we we fill that gap with all kinds of imaginings and often they are they're catastrophes and that's fine and we will do that and we probably need to take our catastrophizing self out for a little walk every now and again (laughs) otherwise it builds up and that's fine but what matters is that we're able to pull back from that that we don't stay mired in it's the end of the world it's the end of the world it's the end of the world because we won't function we won't be okay we won't be we won't connect with other people we'll just get lost in our own mire and misery and panic and so 
when I get to that point, when I start to feel myself going, getting a bit panicky, which I do because, you know, who isn't right now, is I remind myself that worst case scenarios almost never happen. Mm. Okay, That's really, really helped me. And so I'm going to carry on with that. Just bringing yourself back then. It just brings you back into a kind of calmer state and... It's grounding, it's anchoring, it's just those moments where I feel myself kind of beginning to, my breathing gets a little shallow and I feel like I'm slightly lifting off the floor and vibrating on a on a, on a, on a higher frequency than is entirely comfortable. Yeah. Uh, then I, yeah. I find it very, very grounding to just remind myself that as bad as this is, and it, you know, it's not great, is it? That, you know, worst case scenarios almost never happen. I mean, it's, it, it is quite catastrophic, but I think you know our our minds our brains will will fill in will will make it so much worse you know with we we you know within 2 seconds of going exactly. down a particular route we're facing having the zombie apocalypse and that probably won't happen no and you can Mark and you can words. then be oh thank you oh that's a good it's good to have some certainties no zombie apocalypse confident that's if, a if you were then if you can you imagine if we had to like eat our words and we're sitting in here hiding from marauding no this is gonna this is going off on one now but just be funny <laughs> really funny well, I would have I would I you know I, well my embarrassment at that point would probably be the least of the problems <laughs> yeah it really would <laughs> hi Lucy look at you ha ha you thought there was no <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so zombie apocalypse aside worst yeah. things yeah worst usually don't happen almost never yeah. happen yeah yeah. Okay, good. good what good, about good. you? What's what? Okay, so I had to think about this very, very carefully because um, it, it stems from my tendency to plan. So obviously, you know, when we were all on proper, proper, full-on lockdown, there were no plans. There was never any plans. There was nothing to look forward to, and I found that tremendously horrible. I really, yeah. really didn't like that at all. Found it really like mm, really brought me down. And then when we were able to start you know, when the cafes reopened and people started to be able to do stuff, I went to a couple of restaurants, you know, I was the first time of going back to do stuff like that. I had this like almost childlike sense of wonder mm-hmm. because it felt so surreal. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about when you went on holiday and you, your brain couldn't yeah. compute everything around you. And I felt like that even going into like a Cafe Nero. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, it's a Cafe Nero. Um, you know, but it passed, yeah. So that that sense of glee of going, yeah. oh, I'm going to go for an Indian or I'm going to go to a Cafe Nero. Oh, look, I'm somewhere else. Very quickly, my, my you know, selfish brain got very used to that again. Mm. Um, not in a kind of, I hope, not too entitled way, but just it stopped becoming wondrous. And so what yeah. I am doing now is because what I find difficult is thinking about how long this will keep going on for, because essentially it's going to carry on getting worse in terms of the infection rate and potentially the deaths, the, the, you know, the media is just full of doom and gloom yet again. Mm. And that makes me kind of, I always have to stop myself from running forward with that and going, Oh my God. So what does this mean? Like we've got Christmas is going to be room. We've got everything. Mm. So the new year, we might not even all this stuff. And that doesn't help me. doesn't help anybody. So I've got to stop trying to plan, even though you could book a holiday or you could do this. And I'm going to try and carry on or try and relive that sense of if I get to go out 
for a meal or I get to go and meet a friend for a coffee, obviously not too many, less than six, <laughs> I am going to really, really try and just enjoy that moment because I couldn't do it for a long time. I missed it yeah. and I should appreciate it. And it's those little, it's basically just living the moment, isn't it? As much as you can without thinking, oh, it would be crap. It's going to be even worse in a few months, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what? I can still go out and have a coffee. Yeah. So it's not as bad as it was, is it? It isn't. It isn't at the moment. And that's, I think that's so smart. I think that's, you know, I think that's all we can do really is kind of pull ourselves into the here and now uh when we when we remember to and it's it's hard to do and we can't do it all the time because you do kind of have to think about next week and Mm, and we do mm. have to keep some semblance of you know life on track don't we um but I think absolutely it's such a god it, it was such a it's such a touchstone isn't it to think back to those those first two months of lockdown and how actually really really hard they were yeah, so I'm I'm going to try and uh, just you know like manage my expectations about the future, or rather try not to stress about it now because what's the point? What will happen? Mm. Will happen? Um, and enjoy the the bits of nice extra, you know, the kind of icing on the cake that you can have still, whatever that is for you, you know. Yeah, and I think what's quite interesting there, Becky, is that you you know the thing about planning ahead is it's lovely right it gives you things to look forward to and it also it's it's slightly a way of having a little bit of control over your future right oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) some lovely control she loves a bit of that okay so but (laughs) I know (laughs) you know me by now come on I know I got that but what I think is really interesting is what you've done with that because you have moved your locus of control. So you've moved it from fu- um, from future mm. planning into mm-hmm. what, you know, what can I control now? And actually what you can control now are little things. And you yeah. have, and, and that's a really functioning, really healthy, really sensible thing to do is to, is to notice that this need to plan isn't, going to happen and probably and is causing you to attendant rage and frustration and unhappiness and all of that kind of stuff so you've moved through the attendant rage and frustration happiness to a point unhappiness to a point and now it's kind of right so where what can I do what can I control how can I be okay and I kind Mm. of think that it's really that's that's what we're all going to need to do yeah it's to shift our locus of control yeah, and play with the kind of, you know, instruments at our disposal or Absolutely. whatever, you know. Absolutely. And, and you know, for you, if that's kind of actually, I'm just going to really appreciate having a cup of coffee with a friend now because, my God, I don't know when that's going to stop or how long I'm going to get that for. Well, I think, that, mm. I think it's really, that's really smart. Yeah. Thanks. Have I'm I passed welcome. some tests? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've just done really well on a test. This is amazing. There are no there are no tests. My God, we don't need any more of those. I think life life is testing. I know us. that's yeah. But I, but I think I think there just is something about knowing when we are. There's a really felt difference, isn't there, when we've got a healthy coping mechanism going on and an unhealthy one going on. You know, when we're move, moving towards something, when we're moving towards constructive rather than towards destructive. And that has to be something that we're able to to bear in mind as we go ahead. You know, what's what's healthy, what's working. It's also thinking like how exciting it is that Strictly is going to come back. Strictly come dancing. Oh, that is no, that's very. <laughs> I'm I'm likewise thrilled. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean, so I'm more. 
I'm more fascinated how the hell they're going to do this under the current restrictions. Yeah. Maybe they're all going to be in a big bubble and there's going to be loads of affairs. Because <laughs> there's loads of affairs anyway, isn't there, on Strictly? Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. And I think that's kind of, that's got to be an occupational hazard with that, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Of you can't get that up close and that unclothed for that long without something happening. Something else going on. <laughs> Come really, on. It's in a human nature. <laughs> what can you do? This is where I'm going to put all my attention on the short-termism of my life. I'm just going to get really fixated on on for Strictly which okay. I have already with other things like Selling Sunset, but let's not go there because okay. I will be here all day okay. Okay. talking about superficial California real estate people. Oh my God, I haven't. I've not had the pleasure. So for oh, Strictly, will, that be, will, you be, will there be masses, masses of glittery makeup? Are you going to do that? Is there going to be... Are you going to dress up? Are you going to do you? stuff? Or are you just going to sit? For you? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, fair enough. No, fair enough. I can take it. Well, you never no, know. If we're gonna... on a lot, lo- if we get a little local lockdown, I might, I might have. You know, because the evenings are going to be longer, and what am I going to fill them with? They are. If not, they're... hysterical they're... displacement activity. <laughs> I think that's going to become a thing. I think that's going to become a thing is displacement activity. In fact, that's something you and I could talk about. We could track what's your business mm. displacement activity, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We've all moved on from banana bread and sourdough starters. Uh-huh. What's, uh-huh. The, what's now? Next. What's next? What's it, next? Uh, it could be interesting, right? It will be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's hold that thought until next time. All right, Lucy. All right. Lovely to speak to you. And you. And you. It's going to be fine. We'll get through it. Here we are again. We'll find See a way. you later. See ya. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review, like and subscribe. It makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it. The music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and used under a Creative Commons license. You can follow us on Twitter too at cope underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of How to Cope. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.